Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL to the hardwood courts of the NBA and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. All right. Well, if you're joining us on Facebook Live, we appreciate you being part of our Thursday night. This is a Friday morning episode, so good morning and welcome to Into the Lab podcast. This is episode 45, and I am your host, Ernest Silva. You can find me at The Sport Gene, powered by the Mothership Blue Collar Media Group, where we are back with all hoops today. It's going to be a lot of basketball coming at you This show is coming to you from my San Antonio home studio, but your favorite sports analysts are cooking in the lab from all over the world. Announcer, you know what to do. And now, tonight's starting lineup. From Bali, Indonesia, a beverage connoisseur, wrestling expert for Blue Collar Media Group, Twitter handle at Dre2124, Dre Rogers. Hey, fellas, good morning. Uh, excited to see uh, this week's trivia. And ho- it's not raining, so hopefully the internet um, won't kick me out. <laughs> <laughs> Dre, we look forward to having you for five minutes this week. From Regina, host of the Shooter Shoot podcast, Twitter handle at Shooters underscore pod, Kenneth Cotterell. Thanks for having me. I mean, I thought that he was getting a little aggressive with five minutes there. I was expecting more like two and a half. So uh, we'll see how long Drake can uh, hang out with us today. But I'm looking forward to this episode. And he's taking the under on Dre. From New Hampshire, the mind of analytics for Blue Collar Media, Twitter handle at Ace and Tatum, Chris Remick. What's going on, everybody? Representing the Celtics tonight. Excited to talk some basketball and uh, impromptu trivia participants. So we'll see how I do. Hopefully I don't do ITL dirty. Hopefully you don't. From Wagner, the first labster turned sports scientist and winner of last week's trivia at D-Dog underscore 1123, Davis Cordova. What's up, guys? I'm excited to talk some basketball today. Thanks, Ernest. Yeah, awesome to have you back, Davis. Glad you joined the team. These are your network champion sports scientists. Glad to have you on tonight's big episode as we continue with Into the Lab after that one-year anniversary episode last week. Um, Great segments ahead. Really make it, take it. The home-and-home trivia and then the general Steve Reisner will join us later. And, of course, I'll do his intro. But if you don't recognize the two smiling faces on your screen, that is Javi and Ashley Garcia. They are lapsters and friends of the show from El Paso, Texas, but living in the second best city, San Antonio, Texas, second to Houston. How are you guys doing? Awesome. Excited. I'm just wondering why my Twitter handle wasn't spilled, but I understand. (laughs) You can say what your Twitter handles are at the end. If you don't follow Ashley, she has some really great stuff. Trust me, I'm laughing constantly all day. But you guys hang tight. We're going to get to the trivia, and if you guys want to talk hoops when we talk about the Spurs, definitely chime in um or in that for that matter if we talk about lakers you guys can definitely chime in i know 
there's some LeBron fans in the house over there. So um, before we jump into our first segment, let's talk about recent news. And if you didn't know, I'm wearing the Houston Rockets jersey because I'm just going to pull that up now uh, while, we, while I can since it doesn't appear. So um, some sports news. So around the world, we had some things going on, but let's talk NASCAR. NASCAR officially announces that the Confederate flag is banned at official racing sites and from any vehicle on the premises. The MLB does stand with a does still at, at a standstill, but has a 76-game proposal on the line on the table to re, to review and resume play this week. NBA officials advise that players will not be forced to return to action if they don't want to play considering the second wave of coronavirus has now hit the United States. And the MLS resumes with a kickstart tournament at the end of the summer with group practices resuming in June. I want to start with you, Davis. Of the, the newest news around the, around the leagues, what, what really stands out to be something that's relevant right now? Um, I have to say what, the NAS, what NASCAR did, banning the flags from, the, from any – Anywhere inside the um... yeah, the premises. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, the racetrack. My and, audio and, cut out. My audio cut out. When it comes to the Confederate flag, I think that's a, a very big customer base for NASCAR. I think that's a huge uh, target. What do we think about NASCAR? I mean, I, I understand um, the business to to what it is equality wise and what's happening in America. Um, how do you guys feel about NASCAR making that statement, especially after the few weeks we've had? I'll open the floor up. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'll go. Um, uh, just overall, man, um, I just think it's an amazing thing. Um, just a great step in the right direction. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff that needs to change, and there's a lot of stuff that needs to be put in motion. And I think just from NASCAR's standpoint, um, to be able to take that step and have the confidence in themselves um to really show support in that direction i think it's huge and um i think it's something that needs to be implemented throughout the entire country yeah i completely agree from esports to any sport the changes that we've seen the messages that are being sent even the nfl and roger goodell coming out and apologizing for the way they handled colin kaepernick's kneeling and and the and the punishments and penalties they gave players i thought that was an extremely huge move by the nfl and we won't even talk drew Brees and the issues that happened this week because of the roller coaster effect of him saying what he said and then going to his apology and the pivot. So we will, we will not address that. But um, if you didn't hear ITL's episode last week, we had a message with blue collar media about um, our stance with the hashtag black lives matters movement. And we encourage everybody to go out and vote and be a part of, uh, be a part of the, uh, uh, the change around America. Um, but switching gears a little bit, I, I do, since we're going to talk hoops, the NBA news was uh, kind of fascinating because now we're adding more to the asterisk of what this NBA title may mean for the champion this year. Um, so let me throw it out there, and it could be anybody in the group. If, the, if NBA players decide, I'm not going back because I don't want to risk getting COVID or I'm not going to play, and we're talking about stars, I mean, what if Damian Lillard decides I'm not going to play? You know, what if uh, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell say, we're not going back, I don't want that again. I mean, what happens to the, the, the championship if, you know, teams are at half, half capacity? I mean, does that change your outlook on this year's championship title? Me personally, I don't think so, just because we're all going through this together. So I think we're just going to have to 
go with the flow in this aspect of who wants to play or who doesn't want to play. I think it's 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 not just a, a guessing game we can play, you know what I mean? It's people's health and the healthiest people, of course, can it can affect them and everything. So I think depending on where they stand um, in regards to this COVID-19, I think we just have to respect that. I disagree, and I know I'm gonna pay for saying that, but uh, <laughs> no, you know what? It, it's, it starts. <laughs> it's starting. <laughs> I disagree. I, no, it it just it's unfortunate because this season already they were talking about how it's gonna have an asterisk tied to anyone who is gonna win it, especially if it's not the Lakers. So it's very unfortunate still that this may happen. But I mean, I guess we, at the same token, I guess I can agree with her. I should agree with her that if we should respect what they're saying, but. It is very important. I mean, if anything, they shouldn't feel that way because if they're going to be in this bubble, I mean, they should be okay. But I mean, yeah, we can't we can't really speak on or for them. But it would be unfortunate because the sports is something that we that we are missing badly right now. So that would that would that would suck. And just to go back to what he's saying, I I completely (laughs) understand what he's saying because just a couple weeks ago when I found out or whenever they announced that they were going to resume or at least go in, into that process. I had told Hav before even knowing like all the details on how this is going to work and everything. But um, I had even told him like, how cool the Spurs are going to start playing again. We could go to a game. And then he's like, no, we can't. <laughs> and then he told me, he told me a little bit more about what was going on and how they were going to do it. And they were all going to be in Florida and everything. So I understand where he stands because they're all going to be in this bubble, but I mean, you just can't risk it sometimes. Yeah. I think very big aspects of the game, home court advantage, um, shaking off the rust for this A-game warm-up until the playoffs start, that's that's totally different. If you're going to put an asterisk on a championship, you already know it's Houston, so I don't even know why we're playing it. So uh, at this at this point, let's go uh, ahead and go into, our, <laughs> go into our segment, make it, take it with – Kenny and Chris, and uh, today's Make It Take It segment is brought to you. Uh, who is it brought to you by? It is brought to you by Taquito Express, where you can get all you can eat tacos for $7.99. That is Dre's favorite. You can find them on Facebook and follow them today. And get and, and tell them ITL sent you, and you get 10% off. That is right. All you can eat tacos for $7.99. Let's break down the Western Conference. I said I was going to start with him because he was prepped, the man with the papers. On my bottom right screen, that is Davis Cordova. Take it away, Davis, as our resident Thunder analyst, and go over the uh, Northwest Division, please. All right. So we have four teams from the Northwest. Uh, the Timberwolves are out. Uh, they're not invited to Orlando. So uh, with uh, Denver, Utah, Thunder, and Portland, that's how the rankings go in the Northwest. Uh, Denver is third in the Western Conference. Utah fourth. OKC fifth and Portland nine with uh, three and a half games back from the Grizzlies for that eight seed to get into the playoffs. Um, How I look at it is what their schedule is going to be in those eight games and who's going to like, who's going to win? Because who's going to like Jokic lost weight throughout this. What was it? 25 pounds. Yep. Something like that. Uh, How is that going to help him? Is he he's a big man. So, I mean, usually big men don't lose weight. Um, Utah, is their team chemistry in jeopardy? Uh, how is Utah going to play when 
Rudy Gobert ruined the season. Um, for the Thunder, Andre Roberson is making a comeback. Um, he is most likely going to go to Orlando with the team, and he may rejoin the Thunder with that, and that might help them in that aspect. Uh, Portland, um, they're the only team that voted down this uh, playoff plan uh, because they thought there was too many teams. And so they feel that there's too many teams for them to get into the playoffs with that. Um, but the Nuggets play the Spurs twice, the Thunder twice, uh, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Raptors, and the Heat. That's a very tough schedule for, for the Nuggets. Uh, I think they go um, – where's it at? I think they go four and four, split a series with uh, the Thunder. They sweep the Spurs in the two-game series. Uh, they'll lose to the Raptors in the Heat, but they'll beat the Clippers and lose to the Lakers. Um, the Utah Jazz, I think they, they really tank going into this. They'll, they'll go two and six, lose both games to the Lakers, uh, split a series with Spurs, and you usually don't see that. They'll lose to the Thunder, the Grizzlies, and the Mavericks, and they'll beat the Pelicans. Um, my team, the Thunder, uh, they're one game back from, from Utah for that four seed, which I really want them to be the four seed. You can have home court advantage. Um, I have them going six and two with Andre Roberson, um, five and three without him. Uh, they'll split a series with Denver. This is uh, slightly they'll... biased. <laughs> yeah. Extremely uh, <laughs> uh, they'll um, beat the Jazz, the Wizards, the Grizzlies, uh, the Suns, and the Clippers, which that might be iffy beating the Clippers, um, and they'll lose to the Heat and Denver. And that'll push them up to the four spot. They don't win the Northwest Division, though, because – how, how it is, is Denver's going to be 47 and 26 if all this plays out. And OKC will be 46 and 26. And I'm going to assume they're going to do it with win percentage and not, not how it is because teams have played more games than others right. up to this. And Portland will also completely tank out of this. I don't think they even make a push for the playoffs. They'll only beat the Grizzlies and the Magic. And they'll lose all the other games. Um, that's how I think of it. Okay, so let's open up the floor and talk about uh, the Northwest Division. I particularly like the two storylines of Utah tanking and all of a sudden Nikola Jokic losing 25 pounds. I'm not sure if he just because he couldn't afford to eat or it's because he actually wanted to lose the weight. He looks sick. But um, let's talk about the Utah Jazz. So the Jazz um, have a chemistry issue with Rudy Gobert being kind of hated. Uh, by and I say kind of lightly by Donovan Mitchell and uh, the team not really respecting the, uh, everything that he did with COVID. So um, do we think Utah comes back and they don't play together? Do we think Rudy Gobert just says I have COVID, I'm not coming back? I mean, what do we think Utah is going to do here as they approach Orlando in July? I definitely think that Utah is going to struggle. As far as I know, Bogdanovich isn't playing either because he had surgery to end his season and he was having a really good year for Utah too. So. That's something that you have to keep in mind. And if there's any issues between Mitchell and Gobert, like that's how that team runs. And so I, I, I completely agree with Davis. I think that they're going to slide. Um, I'm not 
as a, in agreement with his Thunder Roberson take that Roberson's that big of a factor, but that might have been a little bit of a, a homer pick there. So well, well, the Thunder they they don't have the hardest schedule of these of these eight games. I mean, they play the Suns and Utah, who you said is going to tank, and the Wizards and the Grizzlies, who are all below below the Thunder. That's an easy four wins right there, and they just have to beat Denver once and beat the Clippers. I wouldn't necessarily call them easy wins, considering like teams like Memphis are really going to be grinding to to actually mm-hmm. hold down the eight spot. Like, I don't agree with the Clippers uh, losing to the Thunder. I think the Clippers are like I I could see them going five and three. I think six and two is a bit of a stretch, but the Thunder were really good this year. Shea Gill just was great. Gallo, Chris Paul playing at a phenomenal level. Like, it's a pretty deep team. Like, you don't have, like, a – I wouldn't consider Chris Paul, like, a superstar anymore. He's an all-star still. But that's the only thing that they'll be lacking going into the playoffs is, like, that true closer type yeah. guy. Yeah. And Chris Paul has to be healthy. So, when we talk about uh, Nikola Jokic, I really feel – and maybe it's my bias that the Houston Rockets small ball forced him to lose weight. Um, because he couldn't keep up if he did, if he had the extra weight. Mm-hmm. But let's let's go ahead and talk about losing weight. Now he loses a lot of his strength down low, so you're not going to see a lot of post play. Not that you were from him, anyways. Does Nikola Jokic losing that weight give Denver a different advantage as they're going to be running up and down the court, up tempo offense, sloppy basketball in the first eight games of the season? Um, I actually think Jokic losing all this weight. It really depends on. Um, how he's conditioning because like you said like it really like we don't know exactly what his diet is we don't know like what he's exactly doing to physically prepare himself for these eight games so it's really like a toss-up whether or not like him losing all this weight is exactly a good thing Um, but if he's taking the right steps and losing the weight the right way um, I think this actually could complement the Nuggets offense um, and take him to another level because Jokic, the main tack on him is he doesn't have the stamina to play defense. He doesn't have the stamina to play both ends. And um, he's not that mobile. And I think he loses the weight. The Denver fast break can get a lot more effective, especially with um, guys like Monte Morris coming off the bench. He's really fast. Jeremy Grant's an athletic guy. Um, Michael Porter Jr., he can get up and down the court extremely fast. Um, And Jokic is such a good playmaker then now that he's mobile and it like allows him to run the floor with those guys more effectively, I think it could really spell some danger, um, especially with those fast break um, situations. Uh, but the main concern for me is just overall strength because he weighed so much, he was able to kind of just bully his way around and um, is the benefit of getting a little more mobility and stamina uh, offset the negative of losing all that weight and power. Yeah, I mean, like the Nuggets, they ranked 28th in pace this year. Like they're a team that like typically slows it down. So I think it would be good if they were a little bit more up-tempo. I think one of Jokic's strengths is was his size. And so I'm more so concerned, like, is he even going to be able to shoot after losing all that weight? Because that's got to be a significant impact on your jump shot. And like, not that he's ever been like a a shoot it from long range a ton, but I mean, it, it is definitely going to be a factor for this team, and Jokic is going to ultimately be what decides how far the Nuggets go. So, 
Yeah, I, I think the ability to, that they're going to have to switch their offense to up-tempo probably prompted him to lose that weight. But I absolutely agree. I, I may not play basketball as much, but when I bowl and I lose some weight, I can't throw the ball as fast because I've lost that weight and the momentum goes away. So we got to see that down the stretch. Oh, not the same? Okay, I'll stop then. Uh, let's let's <laughs> switch over to the uh, Pacific Division. Kenny, since you're on my screen, uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, what those Lakers and the rest of that division look like. Yeah, so they've got four teams that are going to be in the mix. Uh, the Clippers and Lakers, obviously, they're they're going to be in the playoffs. And then you've got the Kings and Suns. The Kings are sitting three and a half games back. The Suns are at six games back. And then the Warriors are just tanking for that first overall pick. But I, I think Orlando is going to work out pretty well for these teams. They're already used to the warm climate pretty much all year round. So that'll be huge for them. But uh, I'll start with the two teams at the bottom, starting with the Suns being that they are six games back. Like, this is a really outside shot that they, you know, have a shot at making uh, that eight spot uh, or the nine for that matter. They do have a fairly easy schedule. Uh, I think as far as this goes, I mean, all these teams are going to be pretty good, but they get the Mavs twice, the Wizards, the Heat, the Thunder, the Clippers, the Pacers, and the 76ers. I mean, they've really got a ball out. Like, if they don't go six and two or better, then they're not even really going to be a factor. Right. I think the NBA only extended it that far because they really wanted to see Devin Booker play because he's obviously going to bring in some ratings. But I, I don't see them ultimately making any noise. Like, I think they're too far back. Aiton and Oubre would need to step up in a big way because the rest of that roster isn't, isn't anything spectacular. They're probably a, a piece or two away, I think, from – really making some noise. The one team that I, w I think has a really good shot actually is, is the Kings. I think they've got arguably the easiest schedule. They get the Pelicans twice, the Nets, the Mavs, the Rockets, the Magic, the Pacers, and the Spurs. Outside of the Rockets, I think they could win any of those games. Thank you, Kenny. Like, do I think they're going to go 7-1? and one? No, but, you know, 5-3, and 6-2 and two isn't out of the question. Darren Fox and Buddy Hilde were having great years. My player kind of to watch for them would be Marvin Bagley because he only played 13 games this year. He was hurt most of the year. But, I mean, if he can come back healthy, that's obviously a former second overall pick that could be a huge factor for them. I think what this ultimately comes down to is because they play the Pelicans twice, if they, if they split, they have a chance. If they outright beat them, they'll probably leapfrog the Pelicans. But if they lose both, then they're going to be out. Like, right. I don't see any way of them really moving up. And then, obviously, you've got the two teams uh, near the top of the Western Conference, or at the top, I should say. I, first one being the Clippers. They're sitting in second. I mean, the Nuggets is their toughest game. I, but the Clippers, the Clippers got sneaky good towards the end of the year. The X factor for them is obviously going to be Paul George because Kawhi is going to be great. Like Kawhi in the playoffs is phenomenal. But, I mean, Paul George was only averaging 21 points this year, which is pretty low for him. He missed some time, obviously, and it was tough to get back into the flow of things. But, I mean, if you're going to be meeting up with, like, the Rockets with Westbrook and Harden, if you're going to be meeting up with AD and LeBron, like, they need that second guy. Otherwise, I think the Clippers could be in trouble. If they do have Paul George at 100%, I think the West is the Clippers to lose. Like them adding Marcus Morris and Reggie Jackson late in the year. Like that's probably the deepest team in the NBA now. I, I Like they've got so many offensive weapons, defensive weapons. They just seem – they're well coached. Doc Rivers is a solid coach. So 
Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they get to the to the finals. We know Kawhi can shut down Giannis big time, so uh, that's that team to watch. And then obviously you've got my Lakers. Not the easiest schedule, but I mean they're already first in the West. I'm not really too worried about them. We also have a guy who, outside of the Warriors, in the last five or six years, hasn't lost a seven game series to anyone. So I I think <laughs> trying to beat LeBron in a seven gamer is going to be tough. And now he's got Anthony Davis, but. I mean, the, the big question mark for the Lakers is obviously Kyle Kuzma because you know LeBron and AD are going to get 50 to 60 points any given night, but Kuzma's their next leading scorer and he's only averaging like 12 per game. So when you get into the playoffs, the fact that they're not going to have a lot of help outside of a guy like Kuzma, I mean, he's got to figure out how he's going to play with this team. Otherwise, I think the Lakers would ultimately lose a series to the Clippers, so uh, that's kind of my breakdown of it. I think the two LA teams are kind of the cream of the crop. And I mean, given an outside shot to Houston of winning the West as well, I think it's going to come down to two or three teams in this in this conference. I don't hate that analysis at all, Kenny. I'm going to open up the floor. How do we feel about the Lakers Clippers prediction? It's them and everyone else. Are we on the same page with that? Or is Kenny just awestruck with LA teams? <laughs> Um, I definitely agree. It's definitely between the Lakers and the Clippers. Um, I'm leaning more towards the Clippers at this point. Exactly what Kenny said. They just have such a deep roster right now. And the Lakers, Kuzma, it's kind of been in question how happy he is with the role he has, with the amount of touches, especially how well he was doing prior to AD coming in. And then you have to question, there are a lot of older players on this team um, how does the rest affect them? Does it benefit them or does it get more rust? And who wants to play these eight games? I know a lot of um, older players are saying that they don't really feel comfortable playing these eight games. They'd rather just go straight into the playoffs. And that has to come into question. So I think, um, especially with guys like Lou Will, uh, Shamit, and those guys off the bench, um, especially with the pickups of Morris and Jackson, I think the Clippers are primed to take over the West. Um, I really like and um, wholeheartedly agree with uh, the Kings being the dark horse in this eight-game return. Um, like you said, uh, Bagley's been hurt most of the season, and his consistency has been kind of brought into question when he is playing. So that will be a big question mark. But the Kings don't play a four-seed or higher at this point. They have the easiest schedule out of this eight-game return, and there should be no reason why – Barnes, Fox, Heald, Bagley, and those guys when healthy could make a run for this AC. Yeah, I like that prediction. So I, I do think Booker's just a draw for TV. I don't think that is a, a, a an outside shot, more like the Phoenix overcast. Am I right? No, not worth it. All right, not hitting today. That's okay, though. That's okay. Um, now, now, when we talk about the Clippers and Lakers, the only thing I worry about with the Clippers is, is that if, if Paul George does come back, there's going to be a lot of rust. He wasn't playing a full season already. Um, Clippers did struggle with the Rockets this year as well. So when we talk about the outside shot, Kenny, I appreciate that recommendation. Um, and when it comes to the Lakers, I think you guys hit the nail on the head, right? The rust has to come off those guys. Are they playing limited minutes? Uh, also, you got to think about the limited minutes factor. I mean, for a lot of these Western Conference teams, they don't have anything to play for. They've already clinched. There's no reason to be risking anything in these eight games. And then let the eight seeds get all the spotlight because when the playoffs start, the spotlight's on them. And I can see that from a – uh, strategy standpoint, uh, especially when you have players like LeBron and, and James Harden, they're advocates for, you know, sharing that spotlight when the time's right. So um, 
I, I'm gonna we're gonna have to see how that rolls out. Um, and uh, Davis, anything on uh, Kenny's version of the uh, Pacific Division? Um, I I kind of agree with most things that he said. Um, I think the Kings aren't as good as what they're saying. I think they go three and uh, three and five with the eight game. I mean, yeah, the Kings are their their roster is really good, but can they can they prove it? Can can they come come in clutch? Yeah, we'll have to see. Let's go to the division that matters. It has all five teams competing in the playoffs or the playoff race so far. That is the Southwest division that's being led by yours truly. I have my notes. They're just electronic, and I'm excited to talk about these teams, especially the guests that we have. I'm sure they're going to have opinions on my first team. So let's talk about those San Antonio Spurs, 27 and 36, trying to keep their 22-year playoff appearance alive let's talk about those spurs spurs are going to be playing against denver memphis new orleans utah back to back then denver sacramento and philadelphia not the easiest schedule in the world for a team missing their arguably best player lamarcus aldridge out for the rest of the season with a shoulder surgery so no lamarcus aldridge pop doesn't even want to go back and coach you have a team that I predict will probably go three or three and five or worse in these eight games. So I don't think they have a shot to make the playoffs. Uh, what helps this team is that their youth have been logging in minutes all season. There's been injuries across the board for the Spurs. So there will be no lack of experience when they come back playing different rotations and playing up-tempo basketball. What hurts them is the loss of LaMarcus Aldridge. But from my analysis, I don't think the Spurs make the playoffs. I think the streak is snapped. At 22, it's 22 this year, 22 this year. Yeah. No, it, yeah, 22 this year. So I think it's snapped there. Um, I don't think the Spurs make the playoffs. Let's move over to, uh, do you guys want to comment at all, Ashley and Javi on that? No, Hub was just making fun of me because I said, where were she's my... Like, she's like, how come we don't have electronic notes? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get that memo. <laughs> That's okay. We'll move to New Orleans. So New Orleans Pelicans, 28 and 36. Um, they have a fairly unique schedule. They play Sacramento twice. They play Memphis twice. They'll have a competition against Utah, which we've all agreed probably tanking in this latter half. They'll have a rough game against the Clippers, and they'll play against uh, Orlando and Sac. And I already said that. And, Orla and Orlando and Memphis. So um, big games here for New Orleans, as there's a ton of tiebreaker games in that. If you look at it, they play Sacramento twice. They also they play Memphis twice, and they'll they'll have competition against the Spurs if say the Spurs are making it. That's five games that are pivotal for that final eight spot in the West. If those go all the Pelicans' way, the Pelicans will be rolling into a chance in the playoffs, which is what I think in the NBA and all NBA fan bases want to see is Zion at the eight seed against LeBron and the Lakers in that first round. I personally don't. I do predict though that the Pelicans, unlike my friend Kenny, will be five and three in this push here in the final eight games. Um, JJ Reddick's belief of continuing his streak to make the playoffs every year may happen. Um, and the Pelicans have a shot. Uh, top news for the Pelicans, Zion has slimmed down 15 pounds. So if you're worried about him eating that Cajun cooking, trust me, you can find a picture out there. He's got some abs popping out. And then, of course, J.J. Reddick's playoff record. That is exciting. I, I, that's top news for me. I think that's the biggest one of all of them. Uh, what helps this team is that they'll have those extra 
off-season workouts as they continue to build their team chemistry and the up-tempo play plays right into their advantage. And then, of course, what hurts them is that the lack of reps for this team is evident as the ball, they, they lead the league or top five in the league at turnovers at one point. Although we all know the Pelicans can score the ball. There was a streak there in the middle of the season where they were leading the whole league in points. So um, fun things. And we'll do a whole dissection of the division in just a second. I just chose the Lapsters for the Spurs because that was their expertise there. But let's talk yeah. about what's Sorry, your news to cut you off. I just wanted to remind you of someone who will not make it to the Spurs roster this year. Lonnie Walker's hair. Did you see that? Oh, yes. Lonnie Walker got a haircut. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. No more bird on the court. No more bird on the court. I'm going to miss that. That was him. But he was crying too. New chapter. So that's exciting. Yeah. New chapter. Now, the Memphis Grizzlies, they are 32 and 33, currently holding the final eight spot for the West. Their remaining games are against Portland, Utah, San Antonio, Oklahoma. City, Milwaukee, New Orleans on a back-to-back, and then Boston. So a very difficult schedule for the Memphis, the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, I do have them going three and five in their, in their uh, eight games. Um, I don't see them pushing teams. I have them winning, obviously, against Portland and Utah, and then it gets really rough for them, and they split with New Orleans. So I do have them losing to almost everybody else. Unless the Spurs really decide to tank the season, they go four and four. So um, the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, they did have some several injuries to their roster, but the the incorporation of those people back into the lineup would be an issue, in my opinion, would cause problems for the team. Um, but hopefully Memphis, Jaw is an amazing athlete. I think he can lead any team. Um, he's the future of the NBA as well. Let's talk about two at the top that are really going to f- be focused for the Southwest Division. We'll start with the Dallas Mavericks. Honestly, surprise for me. I thought they'd make the playoffs. didn't think they'd be this good. But the Mavericks will be playing against the Los Angeles Lakers, the Portland Trailblazers, the Sacramento Kings, Milwaukee, Dallas. I'm sorry, I'm reading the wrong one. So Dallas is Dallas is going to be playing against Phoenix, uh, Los Angeles Clippers, Sacramento, Portland, Phoenix, Houston, Utah, and Milwaukee. So a pivotal game there with playing against Houston. Um, that's a big deal for them. That could be a, a seed changer. Um, and then a couple of testers with Milwaukee and the Clippers. Um, I do have the Dallas Mavericks going five and three or six and two, depending on how the, some of those swing games happen. Um, but they're, they're going to be playing in there. They're going to be the team that's going to have a lot to lose because they're going to have three extra losses on their percentage. So they know they're going to be playing against teams like uh, are going against teams like Houston and Oklahoma city who have the same amount of wins, but three less losses. So that percentage is a little bit higher and they're going to be on the outside and looking at that. So they have an uphill battle already going into that schedule. Um, and then if you haven't heard the recent news, Luka Doncic, his trainer says he is not in the best shape. COVID did not do wonders for him. So he has gained weight. He is slow and sluggish on the court. Um, don't know if that's just a sleight of hand to keep everybody off balance. He comes back and he looks athletic. I don't know, <laughs> but, uh, but his trainer's giving it away. He's not in the best shape of his life. Um, you know, although Jokic looks more and more like Chris Epps Porzingis, um, it, it looks like Luca went the other way. So hopefully they work that out before the season starts. And that takes us to the team that we should completely be focusing on. Don't even know why we even went the other way with it, but the Houston Rockets 40 and 24, the dark horse champions of the summer league. 
uh, asterisk 2020 champion title. So the Houston Rockets will be um, going up against the Los yeah. Angeles Lakers for an easy win to start off the, uh, the, the week there in Orlando. And then Portland, Sacramento, an easy fake champion, Giannis, Milwaukee Bucks win, then Dallas, Indiana, and then Philly and Toronto to end that eight-game sprint. I I should just put eight and zero, oh, but let's be honest, it's probably six and two or five and three for the Rockets. Um, and so that would put them clearly in my four-five spot. Hopefully not the four or the five. I hope they're the six because I don't want the Lakers second round. But you know who knows what can happen. And so the Rockets, the, the top news for the Rockets is slim Jim James Harden. He looks fantastic. Lee needs to be put on notice. He's twenty-five pounds healthier i won't say skinnier because skinnier implies he's not as strong he still lifts the same he looks the same he shoots the same he breaks ankles the same james harden last year's mvp three-time mvp in my book looks fantastic league will be in terrible hands for the next upcoming eight games and i see the general steve reisner came in at a great time as we're going through the houston rockets um appreciate you joining us steve let me just finish the segment and i'll bring you right in so all right sounds good the other top news is that Mike D'Antoni is uh, only going to use a nine-man rotation and is going to push the tempo faster than ever. As a Houston Rockets fan, that is uh, nails on the chalkboard, bleeding in my ears, the worst thing I wanted to hear. So that's the other side of the Rockets is that we still have Mike D'Antoni as a coach. So that's why we don't go 8-0. It's the same reason why the Cowboys couldn't win with Jason Garrett. So we will take that. Let's do my final sign off. All of the individuals on here are podcasters, writers, and contributors for the blue collar media group, except for Rick. If you want to be part of the family, don't forget you can join and I and DM or I am, or send a messenger over to Steve Reiser and myself, and we will get you onto the show. We'll let you be a part of the action. Just like Davis here, And Lucas, you can have all sorts of ways to be a part of ITO and any part of the Blue Collar Media Group Families podcast. Don't forget, hashtag ELM is Every Listen Matters, and it gives you a chance to be in the next trivia segment and to win that gift card for yourself as well. We want our show to continue and be a part of your everyday and lives and Friday mornings going forward. So spread the word and give us a listen, because that's how we continue to spread and grow. I was your host, Ernest Silva, at The Sport Gene. And on behalf of everyone this morning, hope you guys have a great weekend. You've been listening to analysis from around the NFL and NBA on The Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app. And follow The Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today.